0: This is John Martinka, and the title of this podcast is Don't Get Trapped by the Alphabet Soup of Cash Flow Terminology, which is the topic in Chapter 45 of the book that is on this screen, Getting the Deal Done, my latest book. There are a myriad of terms for cash flow, earnings, profit, whatever you want to call it in a a business, and let's try to dissect them today. Simple profit and loss overview is that sales less, cost of goods sold equals gross profit. You subtract overhead from that and you get your net operating income. Now, there are other income and expense items besides coming from operations. Those are below the line, as it's said. Could be interest expense or interest earnings gain or sale on the loss of an asset, or sale of an asset, I'm sorry. And recently, the forgiveness of PPP loans, and that can make a big difference. Uh, A client said to me recently, well, look how much money we made last year. And I said, yes, but a quarter million of that was your PPP loan forgiveness. Really not an accurate reflection of any kind of earnings. So that net operating income, let's just call it earnings before taxes. Then we have EBIT, earnings before interest in taxes, because in theory, when there's a buy-sell deal, the buyer will have a different financing structure than the existing owner. And then we have EBITDA earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization, and going in alphabetical order, let's start with the A, amortization, which is the writing off of goodwill. Now, you get to do it over 15 years. It's not the best write-off, but it's a lot better than before the Tax Act of 1993, when before that, you couldn't write off goodwill at all. Then there's depreciation and depreciation is where it gets tricky. Most people don't understand it. Many people in my industry don't understand depreciation. I still hear and see, well, it's a non-cash expense. Well, true, but there's cash going out. The checking account, at some point, you go and buy a piece of equipment for $100,000 and you write a check, well, it's out of your account. You finance it over five years. You're going to make payments over five years. That's cash out. So while it's true it's a non-cash expense, it does reflect money that has or will go out the door. But then when it really gets interesting is when you take into account all the accelerated depreciation techniques. And believe me, business owners do not run their business for bragging rights on how much they earned. They run it for bragging rights on how little tax they paid on all those earnings. So they'll write off any and everything as fast as they can. Section 179 is the most common accelerated depreciation technique. It it allows an owner to write off in 2021, $1,050,000 immediately no matter what the life of the, the, that particular asset, and I'm not gonna get into what is eligible and how that's for your CPA. But if you can write that off, it skews your earnings. Your earnings look less than what they really were uh, or should have been given if you financed that equipment and wrote it off over the life of that piece of equipment or a vehicle. Simple example. Uh, company is in the distribution delivery business. They've got seven trucks, a truck lasts seven years. That means every year you are going to be writing off and buying a new truck. It is, it is a legitimate expense. You can't use it to calculate rate of return by using earnings before depreciation. Then we get into what I call a quasi-fraudulent Number in that seller's discretionary earnings. And that is when owner comp and benefits and perks like a cell phone are added back to EBITDA. And the theory is well, salary isn't necessary. It's discretionary to an owner, to which I say baloney, and I really don't mean baloney. Uh, Banks don't consider it when they. Look at their debt coverage ratio. Appraisers don't use that figure when they value a business. So it is a good starting point, though. It's a starting point to figure out what is truly your free cash flow, which is where you want to get. Take that seller's discretionary earnings, which is everything lumped into one big pot. You then subtract out fair market owner compensation, tax burden, normal medical dental benefits, etc. You subtract out anticipated capital expenditures. In other words, what is the buyer of the business going to have to spend in the next one, two, three years uh, to keep the business operating as it is, whether it's equipment or fixtures or furniture or vehicles, all of that. Then you subtract out operating income, interest. means the line of credit. Uh, It means the interest on purchasing new equipment. And that gives you really your free cash flow. Now, early on in my career, I learned this from a private equity guy. Uh, It's how he did it. And that free cash flow, again, is what you calculate your debt coverage, how much can you spend in debt, uh, and valuing the business. Now, when it comes to debt coverage, a little side note here, uh, you want to have a debt coverage ratio of no less than 1.5 to one, smaller deals two to one or close to it. And what that means is a two to one debt coverage ratio means $2 of free cash flow or profit, whatever you want to call it for every $1 of principal and interest payments on your debt. Now, let's take a quick example. Business has a million dollars of free cash flow. Finance a big chunk of that deal. And let's just say you have a debt coverage ratio of 1.5 to 1. $667,000 of debt service. $333,000 of after debt cash flow. Sounds, Sounds good. You can really grow the business. You can take a bonus. Oh, wait you're paying taxes and you're not paying taxes just on that amount because all the principal that is part of that uh, debt service is not deductible. So let's just round it off and say you're going to pay a couple hundred thousand dollars in federal income tax. If your state has state income tax, it's going to be even more. And that leaves you with uh, about $133,000 or less to pay pay yourself a bonus, put it into growth, pay your employees some perks and bonuses things like that so that's where you really have to be careful the alphabet soup of cash flow terminology is tricky it's easy to make your way through the maze and find out what you really want which is free cash flow that you can use to value and pay for the business this is john martinka this is the getting the deal done podcast series and if you like it uh If you're on YouTube, please click the like button. And if you're on a podcast, uh, spread the word for us. Thank you.